this place is beautiful. This is where you people worship. It's it's so big and so so clean. I feel so under underdressed. Please accept my apology. I'm used to being outdoors. But you people, you people are important. Not me. I come from a different class of people. I'm a shepherd. I watch sheep. I work the night shift. I walk dirt trails. I pack my lunch. I I smell like animals. But I wouldn't trade what I've seen and done for anything. What a day. What an experience. I heard that Christians would be gathered here to worship. And I just had to stop in. Just had to see what this was like. I know I don't look a whole lot like you, but I am one of you. I'm a believer. I follow Jesus of Nazareth. And today, today is Christmas. Did you know that Christmas is all about Jesus Christ? Some of you are looking at me like I'm a bit silly, but I have been looking around, I have been observing things, I've been watching your news, and I am not so convinced that all the families around here know what this day is really all about. I'm beginning to see how how you guys here in Alabama think. I understand that today can be quite the day, it can be quite the, the busy day, unlike any other day of the year. Gifts to open and places to go, people to see, food to prepare. I haven't been here long, but I'm beginning to understand how you Alabamians operate. In fact, I've already noticed a couple of you here this morning glancing down at your watches, wondering what time you might get out of here. Watches. On those lush hillsides outside Bethlehem, we used to just watch the moon move across the night sky. But don't worry, I won't keep you too long. But since today is Christmas, would you allow me to share with you a little bit about the meaning of this day? Would you allow me to share with you a little bit about Christmas this morning from from my perspective? You see, it started out as just another ordinary night. Cool, crisp air moving through the fertile valleys outside Bethlehem where we used to let our sheep graze. As always, our friends and I took turns catching naps as someone stayed awake to watch out for prowling lions and wandering sheep. You see, we were used to interruptions, but not like this night. An angel of the Lord came to us. Yes, I I said an angel. 
Have you ever seen an angel? Obviously not. Or you wouldn't make them look like those cute, cuddly, pudgy babies. Trust me. We were terrified at once. I fell to the ground and covered my my face as the sky lit up above me like a modern day firecracker. And the angel spoke to us and he said to us, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And then he vanished. He was gone. And just as our eyes began to adjust again to the night sky, suddenly, that's Luke's word. I don't know who Luke talked to, but boy, did he get it right. Because suddenly, in a flash, out of nowhere, thousands upon thousands of angels appeared in the sky. And they began worshiping God, saying, glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And likewise, they were gone. The night shift was far from over, but but do you really think it mattered at that point? We turned to each other and we said, let's go. We, we must go. We must go see this thing that has been spoken to us. Didn't matter if we got in trouble. We left our sheep grazing there on the hillside and we scurried through the muddy valley and climbed up the steep hill to Bethlehem. And we began wandering around through that crowded, dark town looking and looking, searching. And just as we began to wonder and doubt perhaps What we had seen, we paused and we heard that sound. That sound that we're all familiar with, the sound of a newborn baby. We turned and there among the animals was an ordinary peasant family. Joseph from Nazareth, Mary, his fiancée. And a tiny baby boy wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Just as the angel had said to us. And began weeping and praying and singing all at the same time. The Savior is here. The long-awaited Messiah has come. One that Isaiah and Micah spoke about has arrived. The rule and reign of Caesar Augustus that has oppressed my people for so long will soon come to an end, we thought. As the sun began to rise and we wandered back through that mountain town, we could not help but notice that no one else seemed to know what was going on. It was almost as if those gathered in Bethlehem 
didn't even care. As if they were preoccupied with schedules and obligations and comforts and other activities. No one in Bethlehem made room for him. Friends, if you don't hear me say anything to you this morning, hear me say this. Make room for him. Make room for Jesus Christ. Don't you dare allow Christmas 2016 to pass you by without stopping to worship the Savior. Stop. Slow down. And worship the God who has come to us. I can imagine some gift exchanges today in which there is no consideration of the greatest gift of all. I can imagine some family gatherings in the name of Christmas today in which no one even expresses thanks to the God who provides for all of our needs. But I can also imagine some of those same gatherings where a young boy or a father or a mother, or a sister, or a grandmother steps up and says, I'll, I'll give thanks. I'll express thanks to God. I can imagine a, a lady later this week, back in the office, back in the workplace, saying to a co-worker over a cup of coffee, let me tell you about our Christmas. Let me tell you what we did. Let me tell you why it was so significant. Let me tell you why I love this time of year. Friends, when we, when we encountered those angels and when we saw that family, we could not help ourselves. We had to see Jesus. Make room for Jesus. At once, we began telling others what we had seen and heard about this incredible experience. And just as Luke says in his gospel, people were amazed. They were taken by this story. But most of them, once they, once they went and checked it out for themselves and saw that this looked as if it was just an ordinary child and an ordinary family said, no, there can't be anything special here. This cannot be the Savior. This cannot be the Messiah. After all, his family looked a lot like my family. Unimpressive. Unlearned. Unknown. You see, in my day, shepherds were often not trusted, not respected, not thought too much of. But boy, did my fellow Jews love our sheep. They used our sheep often for food and for milk, for wool and leather. But perhaps most important of all, my sheep were often used in nearby Jerusalem. In temple sacrifices. As people worshipped God. Now I wasn't too religious there were no priests in my family. 
but I knew all about the sacrificial system. I could tell you which sheep were the most desirable, which were the very best of all, because they were the ones without spot, without blemish. They were like those those things, some of you men, those, those shiny, shiny things, those shiny diamonds, diamonds that some of you perhaps have bought for your wife this Christmas or some other Christmas. Impressive, without flaw, no discoloration to the naked eye. I must say on that first Christmas, I had, I had no idea how this would all play out. I didn't realize the path that the Savior would take. I didn't realize that this baby boy who was born and laid in a manger would grow up to be the Lamb of God. The perfect Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. I had no idea that this one had come to us ultimately in order to give His life for us. To take the penalty and punishment for sin that we deserve so that we could be reconciled to God. So that we could be restored into right relationship with God. I must say there were days. And I wondered. During what seemed like years of silence. I wondered if what we experienced that night was just a dream. I wondered if the things we heard and saw on that cold December night really were true. But friends, as the story progressed, I know the story is true. And no one will ever tell me otherwise. This is true. This message is is real. This Christ Jesus, in the words of that man Paul, that pioneer missionary and apostle, that one who became a follower of Jesus and began writing letters under the inspiration of God's Spirit to churches scattered in various places. That one reflecting on the life and the ministry of this Jesus Christ said this. He said, this Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, who was fully God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Something to be used for his own selfish ambition. Something to be used for his own purposes. But rather, he he humbled himself. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. Even, friends, death on the cross. Brothers and sisters, the angels were real. The message is true. This was no accident. I want to thank you this morning for allowing me to drop in unannounced. Allowing me to share some of my story with you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. For Allowing me to share his story. For allowing me to share our story. Before I go this morning, would you allow me to pray for you? 
fellow Christians. Let's bow in prayer. Father God in heaven, we believe in you. We believe that you are exactly the God that you have said you are. Father, we thank you for the story of the birth of the Savior. We thank you that Jesus Christ, the Son of God and Savior of the world, came to us ultimately to give his life for our salvation. Lord, what a beautiful story. What a gracious God you are. What a wonderful Savior we worship. Lord, I thank you for the church known as Meadowbrook Baptist Church. I thank you for the community in which they sit. Lord, would you guide us today as we seek to be faithful followers of Jesus throughout this Christmas and beyond for your glory. And it's in Christ that we pray. Amen. The church laying aside the role and perspective of the shepherd, let me ask you this morning to reflect on your own heart, on your own position, on your own status, on your, your own knowledge of God and pose the question to you. Are you more like the shepherds who dropped everything to worship the God who has come to worship Jesus Christ our Lord, or are you more like the town of Bethlehem, ignoring His coming, passing it off as if it's no big deal? Let me challenge you this morning to respond as the shepherds did and to respond as countless others have throughout history, worshiping the God who has come to us, worshiping the Savior who has been born, worshiping this Jesus Christ, our Lord. So church, together, let's stand. Let's respond to the truths of God's Word. Let's respond to the message of the Gospel. Let's praise His name. Let's sing of the God who has come to us, the Jesus who has made His dwelling among us. Not as always, church, know that I'll be here down front. I'd love to talk with you about this Savior. I'd love to pray with you. Certainly, we'd love to do so after the service as well. But let's respond to the God who saves, for He is worthy of our praise. Well, church, remain standing just for a moment. Merry Christmas to you. Certainly, let's praise uh, the God who has given the greatest gift of all, the gift of His Son, the gift of our salvation this Christmas. Uh, thank you for coming on and joining us this Christmas morning for this special occasion. Thank you for allowing us to do something a bit different this morning as we share truths from God's Word. And Father, we do pray that as your people, as followers of Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God and Savior of the world, that we would be people who live in light of this story. Father, help us to be people who go and tell this message, who spread this message of love, of forgiveness, of redemption, of salvation uh, for your glory. Lead us now as we go, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.